Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Vibe higher, bitch. Vibe higher. 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 Superficial magic is like if goop were fun. It's like you don't have to go find your path. You just have to relax and let your path find you. Time isn't real. Math isn't real. If you focus on magic, you will create magic. That's like a 100% John Stamos guarantee. You really can manifest anything you want. Vibe higher, bitch. Vibe higher. Vibe higher, bitch. Vibe higher. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Superficial Magic, the most magical place on the entire planet. I am your host, Megan Granger, and as always, we are joined by producer Crystal Chris. Hi, Chris. How you doing? Good. I'm excited about today's guest. Her name is Lala, and you can follow her at Oh Hey Lala, which you're going to want to do, okay? Mm. So O-H-H-E-Y-L-A. LA. She's a fitness instructor in Los Angeles. She trains celebrities. She trains all sorts of people. Most importantly, me. <laughs> uh, she teaches at a at a workout place that I go to. Cool spot. Yeah, really cool spot. And she's she's an actress and she's an artist and she's a million other things. She's a dancer. But I know her as the best instructor for fitness I've ever had. Hell yeah. Yeah. There's a twist. Really? Yeah. Do you wanna do you wanna what's the twist? Fifteen years ago Mm. Lala and I weren't so close. Really? Yeah. Uh, Well, we were dating the same boy. Well, at the same time? At the same time. No. Yes. Wouldn't that make you pretty close? Lala, wherever you are out there, that's it is true that we're the closest. Um, so <laughs> we were dating the same guy. I we didn't know, you know, of course. So that was a discoverable moment on the streets of New York City. Damn. Very traumatic, very dramatic. But uh, I ended up in her class. We tell the story of what that unfolded like, and just a really cool story. I love that. So, um, she has a really cool story of. When the universe has other plans for your life than what you think you're going to do. Sometimes you just got to go along for the ride, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a cool, this is a cool quote of the day. Oh, you have a quote of the day? I do. I've been missing these. Is that stupid? I reference in the show um, a book that's very near and dear to me, The War of Art. Everybody get it immediately. It's amazing. Here's a quote from it. Fear is good. Like self-doubt, fear is an indicator. Fear tells us what we have to do. Remember our rule of thumb. The more scared we are of a work or a calling, the more sure we can be that we have to do it. Powerful shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. So, I don't know. We talk about resistance. I think that the easiest way to change our life, and obviously everybody probably thinks the same, but, you know, you have your spiritual mental and physical and the physical is kind of the easiest to get into so i just wanted to look for lala to tell us how she's staying motivated what she's doing how we can use our physical bodies to kind of get into the flow you know yeah we need that we need it we gotta get into the flow my god yeah and we just you know we talk about accountability you and i just made an accountability sheet yesterday Mm -hmm. oddly enough and i think that 
the thing that I'm really learning is the little changes are the most important. Yeah. They're the hardest to do because there's something in me that's just like, change it all, burn it to the ground. But, you know, those little doing this for 20 minutes really add up. Really adds up. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I think this episode has it all, you know, forgiveness, synchronicity, friendship, all of it. Rate us five stars. Come join the Superficial <laughs> Magic Facebook group and let us know what you think. And we'll talk to you next week. We love you. I'm so excited to talk to you. You've kind of been um, a little cheerleader for me because you have so much fucking energy and I love signing on to Instagram and watching your videos. You'll be working out and I'll just watch them. I won't even work out. <laughs> Look, I appreciate the support in any capacity, um, but let me just let you in on a little secret. Like half the time, I just don't, I, I have to really muster it up myself, you know? Really? So, yeah. So don't feel bad because I'm right there with you a lot of the time. I really, really am. This is stuff for everyone. So yeah. How I have you no muster. You just like Tony Robbins it and are like, you get in the state and then the rest comes from I there. F- <laughs> I feel, look, I'm a performer, first of all, <laughs> That's but I, true. Feel like, I feel like if people are watching me and are counting on me, um, as much as some days I really don't want to fucking do it. These people like you and everybody else are holding me accountable. As soon as I put that shit out onto Instagram, that this is my schedule and I am teaching this class at this time, you know, I have to honor that. So like, even if I'm hungover or even if I'm fucking ready to ball my eyes out from this dumb breakout, mm. like I have to do it. So I just have to. And actually that's been really good for me because in the beginning I may not want to. And by the end, I'm happy I did it. So have you ever read The War of Art? I haven't. You have to. It's yeah. not The Art of War, The War of <laughs> Art. And it's it sounds like it's about art, but it's really not. It's just about how you have resistance to doing anything that's good for you and how to combat it. And it's really changed my life. I don't know if you ever want to look into that or any of the listeners do, but it's pretty fucking good. I am always down for some self-help reading, babe. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the tip. And then I saw, I saw him on Oprah and he said the amount of resistance you have to something is equal to the amount of greatness that it's going to be. That's amazing. Yeah. And you know what? Like I, I, I believe that it's kind of like avoidance, right? Like people don't want to do the things that they, they should be doing or they, they need to be doing. And a lot of the people that I train privately or whatever are always like, I hate that. I don't want to do that. Like a particular move, like a burpee or something else. Like my one client hates plank walks. And Mm -hmm. I keep saying to her, no avoidance. Like we have to do the things that we fucking hate. We just do. Yeah. Because then you get better at it and you get to the point where you don't hate it anymore. And you just have to get through to the other side. And then you think, Oh God, remember when I hated that? And now I'm so good at it. So it's like growth, you know? Yeah. And the weirdest (laughs) part is, is that other parts of your consciousness and psyche grow from it that you're not even working with, you know, like busting through a block in your arms also is in your heart. It's just so fucking weird. It is. And it's like always the things we don't want to do are the things that we should do. Like don't Uh, avoid that fucking growth. Should we talk about how we met? Oh my God. Okay. So yes. (laughs) I don't think you and I have really had this full out conversation. No, I mean, so 
I will say how we met this last time. I wanted to go to a class at this workout place for anybody in LA. It's called Hype. It's my favorite spin spot. And then they have all sorts of other things there as well. But I wanted to get to this class. I was late as fuck. I didn't know who was teaching it. It was a bar class. It was a bar class, like a kind of like a ballet class. I walk in so late. There's this wonderful, beautiful teacher. She's so fucking hard. I'm (laughs) loving it. At the end, (laughs) it's you. You walk up to me and you're like, what was your name? I didn't get it. And I'm like, "Ah, it's Megan. And you're like, yeah, that's what I thought. We (laughs) knew each other. Um, We need to back up here. (laughs) So that was probably literally 15 fucking years ago, Lauren. Yeah. All right. So let's back up. What year is it? 2020? Okay. So yeah, about 2005. Mm Mm-hmm. Probably about 2005. It was the summer. It was New York City. Wow. It's like literally exactly <laughs> 15 years ago. Yes. Really and truly. Yeah. So this is, this is my version. I'm sure we both have slightly different versions, but I was moving to New York because I was living with my boyfriend at the time and he was doing a play in the city and he had left to go to New York earlier than me because I was handling getting our place sublet, getting like you know, our cars packed away so they didn't get ticketed on the street. I was dealing with all the home stuff and he left to go to New York three weeks before. Anyway, long story short, I move out to New York to be with him for the summer. And I find out one night when he went to walk our dog through a text message on an old shitty flip phone that he had been cheating on me. And this girl's name was Megan. Her name was (laughs) Megan Granger. (laughs) (laughs) And he had met her in the city. And the text that I read, if we want to get into details. I remember it to this day. It said, you're all I think and dream about. He said that to you. And I, my, my heart sank and it was probably two in the morning and he was out walking. I knew something was off, which is why I went through his phone. (laughs) Yeah, of course. I mean, my favorite book is always whoever's phone I'm dating. (laughs) (laughs) That's brilliant. I'm telling you that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, he came back in. We had we. I started screaming at him and bawling, and I immediately left the next day uh, to go back to Maryland to see my family. Anyway, it's weird because then you and I met. So he apologized. I think I was gone for a week. He's like, I don't want to be back in LA without you. I still want to live with you. I love with you. I love you. I'm going to make this work. I'm going to tell this girl goodbye. Blah blah blah. Yeah. So then we actually met. Like the girl meets the other girl. Mm-hmm. We were mm-hmm. girls. We were definitely not women. I don't no, even we think were you not. were of age. You were like I was 20. like nine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was really little. <laughs> oh my yeah. god, that would be a whole other thing. But yeah, yeah. I remember thinking, oh, she's a baby because I think I'm like I'm old. I'm clearly older than you, but like you were maybe 19 or 20. I think I was like 20. Maybe I was 21 because we were going to some bars. I remember being like, I saw you came to get some things that you had left there. And then the taxi drove away with your purse in it. And you started crying because I don't remember that. Yeah. You were like, Oh my God, no, I don't have any money. And I handed you a $20. No. Yeah. I said, here, babe, get yourself back to wherever you came from. And you're crying like this is a fucking mess that I am taking care of the girl that my boyfriend just fucking cheated on me with. What a disaster. A disaster zone. Absolute. One of the worst experiences of my entire life, honestly. So much irony that now you are such a beacon of light to me. (laughs) 
Well, it's also crazy that then like he and I tried to get our shit back together. It didn't work. We tried for like six months. We broke yeah. up and then you guys ended up being together for like two years or so. Dude, or three it years. was so wild. So I, yeah, I met him when I was a little tiny baby. Obviously didn't know he had a girlfriend because that would be really awful. But I moved, I had to move out here to Malibu to go to like rehab oh, <laughs> right after really college. and. The like day I moved out here, he added me on MySpace and I hadn't, we didn't talk after that New York for, I think like two years. And it was the day I moved out here and he was like, Hey, how are you doing? And I was like, uh, fine. I'm moving to Malibu tomorrow. And then he was like, I'll come say hi. And he's pretty much the only person I knew out here. And he is such a fun, good person when he isn't totally fucking everything and everyone over. (laughs) Yeah, when he's not losing his mind. I mean, I was with him for five years, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so fucking that's how crazy. we met. That's how we met. And, and then you stumbled into my bar class 15 years later, and I was like, oh my God, it is Megan. But I like never held anything against you. And you know, you sent me a sweet message afterwards saying, you know, if you don't ever want me to come back, and I know that could have been awkward. And I was like, oh my God, no. Like, I bear, I've never like bared you any ill will. It was all him. He was a shitty guy. And I'm glad that you and I are friends now. And I think that's amazing. Well, there's really no end to how far we could go into this entire mess. Uh, I'm glad it's behind us. Here's what I really want to know. How are you staying so positive and consistent and amazing during this quarantine? All right. This is, this is hard. You know, like I, I, all people ask me this a lot and I, I don't have like any fucking nugget of like wisdom that's going to change it for anybody. But the way I still stay in it is because I feel like I have to stay accountable to people, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and here's the other thing, like before quarantine, people kind of had a schedule of their lives, you know, like I have to go to work at this time. I have to do this at this time. I fit this in here and quarantine kind of blew all of that shit out of the water. So I feel like when people ask me, how do I stay in it? Like the biggest thing for me is to be scheduled, you know, like scheduling these classes every single day, even when I don't want to, it keeps me from sleeping all fucking day. Mm-hmm. It keeps me from getting too wasted the night before because I know I have to get up and teach, you know, like I am counting on everybody else to be there so that I can teach people. Yeah. So yeah, it's basically like staying scheduled is kind of my only answer. Staying scheduled has kept me sane. Staying scheduled has given me purpose. Staying scheduled has been like, I know that I have something to do tomorrow, even if it's only for 50 minutes yeah. or 60 minutes or a 45 minute class, like that's it. And then I can fucking slack off and do whatever, but I at least feel better that I tuned in. I connected with people. I did something good for my body. I did something good for other people's bodies. That's amazing to me. You know, I was going to say you are an extremely good teacher. I know you're also an artist and you're fabulous at all of it, but you are probably one of the best workout teachers I've ever experienced. Oh, that, you know what? That means a fucking lot to me because I kind of fell into it. I never really sought out to be a fitness instructor. I used to be a professional dancer. There was an accident that kind of stopped my dance career. I had a movie theater ceiling fall in on my head. What? <laughs> yeah, that's the another fuck? story for another day. But again, this is how <laughs> weird life is, you know? Like, 
at that time, I was like, holy shit, I can't dance. I was doing a tour of a musical. And then I ended up being in a lawsuit for three years. And I thought my life was fucked. Yeah. And I had like, out of nowhere, I like had depression and like anxiety attacks that I'd never had panic attacks like before in my life. Cause my brain was fucked up. I had a concussion. I had a spinal sprain. I had a surgery on my neck and my back. And I was just like, oh my God, I can't do everything that I've been doing. And there was a silver lining. You know, it completely flipped my life on a completely different course. Yeah. Um, which I don't know if you want to get into that, but like, Oh, I yeah. do. I absolutely, I, I feel like you're like the, the next goop or something. I want oh you to God. like, <laughs> I want you to goop us, you know, like well, the short version is I stopped doing musical theater and I stopped dancing and like any, any actress in LA, I was working at restaurants and, uh, you know, hating life. And finally, after three years of this bullshit, like lawsuit, I finally settled and got a little bit of money and it wasn't enough money to like change my life. But I mean, I guess it did change my life. So I was just like, I could whittle this away on shoes, you know, <laughs> or I could do something with it. And I couldn't, it still wasn't enough to like buy a house in LA, Yeah, <laughs> but it was enough to buy a little well, I don't want to say little. It was a seven-bedroom house what? On, an, on an island off the coast of Panama. No. Yeah. 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 So, which, you know, look, I say this, and the house was under $200,000, okay? This is not wow. a huge amount of money. But it's an island house. It's made out of wood. It's open air. There's nothing... Nice oh my God. It. It's a rustic house. But it sounds and amazing. So, yeah. So anyway, my life shifted from dancing professionally to working in restaurants, becoming a private chef, getting this money, and then being like, I'm going to open up a bed and breakfast on another, on another country. So I opened up a little hotel. We have five rooms. It's called the Firefly, Bocas del Toro. It's on a beautiful little island. And yeah, so I've had that since 2012. If you would have said to me, like, you're going to stop dancing and you're going to open up a hotel on an island, I would have been like, what the fuck are you talking about? But like, now I have this business and yeah, it's like my little dream place. I so, mean, it, it's so scary to me how if you surrender and usually we're forced to surrender by like a fucking movie theater falling in, in our head or something, uh -huh, yeah. but what the universe brings to us or, or what perfect little situations that we couldn't even think of because our ego is Never. like, no, I need to like be tap dancing in guys and dolls. I just made that up. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. <laughs> but you know, and like, it's one of my uh, friends, I remember her calling me like 10 years ago. All she wanted to do was live on an island and she was in love with this guy. She knew from like college and she, she didn't know what to do. And I was like, dude, you need to call off your engagement. You need to get the fuck out of Texas and like, let's go. And she was just like, I can't, I don't have enough money. The next day, somebody T-bones her and she gets the exact amount of money to move to this island in Hawaii, marries the guy from college, like the right? happiest person I know now. Oh my God. Like that's honestly like as much hell as I went through for three years. Yeah. You just have to kind of give up that control and say, the universe is going to take care of me. And it may not be the plan that I think for my life, 
but who knows, like somebody just like said this to me, but who knows if, you know, the plan, the path that you're on now isn't better than the one that you thought you were supposed to have or something along those lines. But like, yeah, you know, it's true. It's like, I don't know what I'd be doing if I were still in the grind of going to auditions and dancing. And I miss that part of my life, but also now I have a business, which is kind of in the shitter right now because no one's traveling. Fuck. I have it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I lived there for three years and then I came back and I've been back in LA. And again, like I was like, I don't want to not work. I'm not making that much money from my business. I need to do something. So I private chef and I just started teaching fitness again. The dancer in me wanted to do that. So, so I yeah, mean, here I am in yeah. LA, private chefing and teaching bar hit classes twist of fate or path that I'm on. I mean, I, I love it. And can I just say most are, how would I put it? Like best dressed fitness instructor in LA. If we had a yearbook. <laughs> oh my God. But I need sponsors. I need fucking outfit sponsors. <laughs> it's so good. You look like a like fitness Barbie. It's, it's heaven. Oh my God. I'm going to put your Insta name at the end and at the beginning, but just remind us again so people can come watch your classes. And oh my God. It's, it's at Oh Hey Lala. So O-H-H-E-Y. Lala, L-A-L-A. I go by Lala. Um, some people call me Lauren. Some people call me Lala. I will respond to both. What, do you have like a schedule right now that you're doing the classes? Yeah. So I put it up every uh, Sunday and I teach between four to six times a week for myself. Um, yep. And it's free. It's completely free. Uh, I have so many friends that work in the hospitality industry and so many friends that have lost their jobs that I didn't want anybody to have to stop working out because they couldn't afford it. Aww. So... I'm, my classes are totally free and people ask if they can donate to, through my Venmo. And I will say yes, only if you are still working. Like I do not want your money if you are not working right now, because it's fucking hard for everyone. And we're all just trying to get by. And you know, there are my clients that are regulars that, that have the means. So it makes up for people that don't. Yeah. So, you know, if you don't have any money, feel free to join and you know, it'll help. It helps your mental state working out. It really, really does. Well, that's so. the thing. Like I never, I, I grew up with a mom who ran marathons. So did my dad, very fitness, uh, heavy people, very into <laughs> movement and sports. I hated all of it so completely. Didn't even want to like take a 10 minute walk. And <laughs> somehow in the course and, and why I had to move out to Malibu for the rehab stuff. It wasn't anything exciting like drugs and alcohol. It was, it was like eating and just all these problems that I had with it. And now I have a pretty cool relationship with the physical body because it truly is the easiest way to get into your mental health and your emotional health for real, you know? Yeah, it really is. So, I started like going for walks is how it all began. <laughs> and then from there, it just became, I, I would never understand when people would be like, I have to work out. I'd be like, you're such a loser. Shut the fuck up. No, you don't. <laughs> but now if I don't go for a walk, I'm so miserable. Yeah, just I mean, absolutely miserable. You have to start somewhere. Start with a walk. I fucking love it. Any action is action. You know. I like that. Give us, give us some more uh, sayings like that. 
<laughs> Let me just look up a few uh, fitness memes on Google. Any action is action. Yeah. What is it like the ones that are like, uh, only workout you regret is the one you didn't do or whatever. <laughs> uh, that is definitely not true because I've had some workouts where I've like fallen off the spin bike or like... <laughs> <laughs> done some shit or I'm like, Oh, I wish I didn't and do that. see like, even though I'm a fitness instructor, good for you for spinning because I hate spinning. I won't do really? it. And there we go. Like I was talking about avoidance and that's probably why I should spin because I hate it so much, but I'm really like not an intense cardio for 50 minutes type of person. Also because I was a ballet dancer for so long, I have bad knees, but like, fuck man, people who spin, whoo. I hate that yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. And not all fitness may be for you. You know, it's really good that you find something that you like doing that doesn't feel like you're working out. That doesn't feel like, oh, I have to do this. Like, that's why I like dance workouts too, because you don't feel like you're working out. Like you're sweating and you're dancing and you're listening to good music and you're having a good time. And I try to make my workouts like that. So yeah, uh, they're fun. And I curse and I'm like, fuck yeah. You know, like people, I think I'm very irreverent and people enjoy that, that I'm not the typical like, oh my God, guys, we're going to have the best time. Sometimes <laughs> I'm like, this is going to fucking suck. Uh, and it does. It's so hard, but it feels so good. Yeah. It feels so good. I'm so disappointed because before this quarantine thing happened was definitely the best shape I've ever been in my entire life. Just not like how I looked or anything, just... But you look yeah. amazing. So give yourself some credit. Thank you. I obviously haven't seen you in like two months, but yeah. It was just like I was, I was probably working out like four times a week hard. I was going to like two of your classes, a yoga class, a spin class, and it felt... I felt so good. And then I haven't done anything besides walking since the whole quarantine. So I'm going to try to start getting back into your videos too, because it's time. I mean, look, if you can't make, if you can't make a live class on Instagram, I take all of my classes and then I put them on YouTube so you can watch them, whatever suits your schedule. But really? also like, don't, yeah. So if you don't make the IG, they're on my story for 24 hours and it is nice to do it live because I can see that you're there and I can shout out your name and, you know, give you some motivation, but yeah, they'll, then they're on YouTube forever and ever and ever for free. But honestly, don't beat yourself up and don't feel guilty. I keep telling people that like quarantine has been different for everyone and everybody feels differently. And if you don't feel like doing something, do not let guilt get the better of you. Like just don't do anything. Yeah. And then eventually you will feel like doing something and it'll flip, you know, but like too many people are beating themselves up. And I say that because I'm one of those people. Like, I feel like I'm not, I'm not writing a screenplay or I'm not like getting better at piano. And there's all these things I'm not doing, but just focus on what you are doing. And that's enough. It's fine. You are where you are and that's okay. You know, yeah, I'm taking it hour by hour. You know, if you're getting a lot of things done during this quarantine, I don't even want to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm so proud of everyone who is. <laughs> everyone's different. That's everyone's the different. Line. Everyone's different. But what this quarantine thing has done has like it's opened up this this practice that I have to people that I don't know. You know, like I have people in Canada that have reached out, and I'm lucky that I have um, a couple of followers that uh, have their names. You know, one's a famous actress, and another one is a a famous, uh, political commentary person. Um, I'm brain dead. Cause I just taught two classes. So I'm losing my <laughs> but, um, and they have shouted me out. So they've gotten me a lot 
of clients, which has been so cool because I've been connecting with people that I never would if this quarantine hadn't happened. You know, people in other countries, there's, there's like a crew of people in England that join my classes. And it's so cool to see them all log on and be like, yeah, I'm here. I'm here. And then like friends of friends in other States. And there's a whole New York crew that joins. And it's honestly like, I hate to say like a blessing because that sounds so dumb, but like it is, it's giving me purpose and seeing all these people that I don't know, tell me you have saved my life, which sounds hyperbolic, but like saying you've kept me sane during this quarantine. And I'm just like, I'm just one little person. And I never intended to have that big of an effect. And it is, and it's mind blowing and it's so humbling and it just makes me want to fucking cry, you know? Yeah. God, thank God for movie theater ceilings, right? (laughs) Truly. (laughs) So that's cool. Like connecting with people has been the coolest thing. The emails that I get, it's just really, it's really sweet. It's really been amazing. I guess like basically the only thing, it's kind of just what I'm struggling with. Like wherever you're at is okay. Don't feel bad if you go to class all the time and you're not having a major life change, you know, like you're still doing the work. You're still putting in the effort. You probably don't even notice the little changes. And I think that's, that's the thing. Like we do these little things for ourselves all the time then because they're not big things, like maybe we don't notice them as much, but tune into the little things that you're doing and like appreciate them because you're still moving forward. You know, you're still doing something for yourself and people aren't giving themselves the credit. You know, you don't have to have any crazy epiphanies during quarantine and you don't have to have any crazy life changes. Just the fact that you're doing is enough. Just stop guilting yourselves. I think is the biggest thing. Yeah, I agree. I fucking agree. I am so grateful that that I met you for a second time. (laughs) (laughs) No, me too. I really am. I think you're amazing. It's just so much fun. And it's, yeah, it's such a funny synchronicity. And I'm really passionate about people getting in touch with their bodies in a healthy way. I definitely don't weigh myself or like diet or anything like that. I just try to um, show up and move when I can, even if it's not as hard as, as like, I feel like if I'm I'm not going a hundred percent, I shouldn't do it at all. And it's not true. It's not true. And it's not about scales. I'm so glad that you said that. It's so not about scales. Let's start with the basics, get physical so that all this other shit can start making sense too. Right. And that like, I hate when people say, oh, I'm not going to do it because I'm not good at it. And it's like, no one's good at anything necessarily. When they start, you'll get better. Oh my God. Like in your classes, everybody, you'll be like, take a red band if you want it to be hard and take a blue band if you're <laughs> want it to be kind of hard. And I'm like taking a green band, which is basically not even a band. <laughs> <laughs> but like, You'll yeah, who fucking cares? You know, whatever. You coming in there, eventually I'll kick your ass and say, not today, Megan, you're going for the blue band. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to that day that we can yeah, all be together again. Throw out your Instagram name one more time. Oh, hey, Lala. Yeah, join me. I love to see new faces. It's free. Join me, join me. My schedule gets posted on Sunday. I have all sorts of different classes. So even if you have um, injuries and you're like, oh, I can't do that particular thing, there will be a class that you can do, you know? And I always give modifications. So yeah, join me and reach out. Send me a DM saying that uh, you found me through Megan. 
Oh boy, I can't wait. I hope so many people do it. And uh, thank you for being on. I appreciate you so much, babe. Oh my God, I know, same. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.